The Waddle and Sylvie podcast is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Sign up using promo code WMVP at sportsbook.draftkings.com. From the old National Bank State Street studio, you're listening to Waddle and Sylvie on the new home of the Chicago Bears. ESPN Chicago. WMVP. WSHE. HD2 Chicago. A good karma brand's radio station. So I'm looking at the uh, Harbaugh years in San Francisco here. You know the, what their record was the year before Jim got there? It was another one of your former teammates coaching. Mike Singletary yeah. was probably the coach. I'll say 6-10. and ten. They were exactly 6-10. and ten. Good job. Uh, so in 2010, they were 6-10, and 8-8. Eight and eight. The year before that in 2009. The year before that, 7-9. and nine. The year before that, 5-11. and 11. All right? So all those losing years, 5-11, and 7-9, and 8-8, eight and eight, is 6-10. and 10. Harbaugh comes in in that first year, and they go 13-3. and three. And he turns around Alex Smith, and they lose in the conference championship game. The next year, they go 11-4-1, and one, and they lose in the Super Bowl. The year after that, they go 12-4, and four, and they lose in the conference championship game. The year after that, they go 8-8, eight and eight, and that's his last year. Okay, so four years, and, and he wore, wore guys out, but they went to the conference championship twice and went to the Super Bowl once. Pretty damn good. You know, and, and, and then after he leaves, do you know what they went the next year? 6-10. and 5-11. Do you know what they went the year after that? 4-12. and 2-14. So the years before he got there and the years after he got there were way, way worse. I'll, I'll do the dive on Michigan, too, and I'm sure it's the same thing. When he gets there, they, they always improve. He's a program builder. Now, will the former Big Ten commissioner, who now runs the Bears, hire a guy who recently was the head coach of a team, if he does leave, who oversaw a cheating scandal in the Big Ten. Uh, it, like, it's j- never been George's way to to hire sort of the bad boys. You know, There's, he likes the nice guys who are going to be your neighbors. That may be an even more important question than whether or not Kevin Warren would hire him. Would George sign off on him? Because we've asked the question, is business being done differently up at Hallis Hall? I think when you bring in Kevin Warren, it should be. My hope is that it is being done differently, but at the end of the day, that's still something that George probably is going to want to sign off on, and I don't know how George feels about Jim in the situation. But when you hire Matt Eberflus, who's a nice guy, and he produces like he's produced, and Matt Nagy, and you go back before that, and it's, you know, they hired John Fox, but it was in the rebuild, and they were never lined up together with him and Ryan Pace. Before that, it was Mark Tressman, you know, and all the uh, this wouldn't uh, bother me. Yeah. Like, and it reminds me of um, now Ditka didn't have a cheating thing. He was with Dallas as their, I believe, their special teams coach under Tom Landry. But if uh, I believe Ditka had a falling out with Hallis after he was traded, and I think it was to the Philadelphia Eagles. Didn't Ditka have a falling out with the organization? I think so, yeah. So, so again, they repaired that. And, and it was a different, and Hallis eventually brought him back. It would, it would be different of what the Bears would do, but sometimes different is better. And 
what they've been doing, par for the course, has been terrible for this organization. Now, you also have the layer of the situation of does Jim Harbaugh want personnel control? Would, 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 would him and Ryan Poles uh, work together? Like, that's the other issue. And They're all good questions. So, so do you know what I mean? Like, is, there, is, there, is this an insurmountable thing from the start with, with cheating, with personnel control, with not being the type of person the McCaskies like? I would think if the Bears pass on him, someone else will. Somebody get will sign him oh, oh, in the sure. National Football League, and it looks like this is probably going to be the moment where Jim does get back into the NFL. And Jim was, from what you hear, was interested, and in, in, and many think he thought he was getting the Vikings job before O'Connell got it, and that didn't play out. And I don't know, was Kevin Warren there at that time with the Vikings? I think or no, he was, was he with, with the, the Big, Big Ten. Ten at that time. So I think Jim, my money would be on Jim Harbaugh being a coach in the National Football League in 2024. I would hope that this is something that while the the folks up at Lake, Lake Forest would consider and they would look into it, that this would not keep them from signing Jim Harbaugh to be their head coach if that's the direction they were wanting. One to more, then we'll get to your calls. 312-332-3776. What do you think? Albert Breer, again, on Cap and J-Hood, says he does not believe that the cheating scandal will sway other NFL teams. It'll be interesting to see what the Bears think, but this is what he had to say about that. I personally think an NFL team does not care about what happened in college. And, I mean, I think the perfect example of it was Pete Carroll who I think is a phenomenal football coach. Yeah. But you couldn't have been in hotter water than he was. And I think Pete wanted to prove he could win in the NFL, so I don't think it's completely like, I'm just going to, you know, I'm just going to abandon the, the burning building, you know what I mean? Like, right. And go across the street to this really nice one. Um, I don't think that's completely what it was, but I certainly looked that way, you know, the way all of that happened and the way he left USC and, I, I don't think the Seahawks were all that concerned with the fact that Reggie Bush was getting paid to play there, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think the Seahawks cared. Correct. This might be a little different, you know, because an NFL team play, pays his players, so it's not applicable. Um, and something like this would be, to some degree, applicable to what happens, you know, in the NFL. Um, but I still think there are integrity issues. And, you know, I think if you, if you look at the history of it, the NFL has – habitually hired college coaches who had, you know, dirt in their past. And, you know, it's Pete Carroll, it was Chip Kelly. You know, there was stuff on him in Oregon when he got hired by the Eagles. Jimmy Johnson, I mean, has there ever been a program that was seen as more of a you know, rogue operation than, than Miami in the 80s? And, you know, Jerry Jones couldn't wait to get him to Dallas. You right. know? So um, I think history would tell you that if there was a team that was smitten with Jim Harbaugh and wanted to hire Jim Harbaugh, that – you know, this sort of thing happening at Michigan wouldn't stop them from doing it. It's a stupid rule, too. Like, I get it. He broke it. Okay. But, like, to suggest that you shouldn't be allowed to send a member of your staff to go scout a future opponent. And the reason you're not allowed to do it is because it's an un- it's not a level playing field because not every university has the resources to be able to scout teams two and three weeks in advance. Get out of here. Like, Cincinnati can't pay the same level of NIL deals that Alabama and Georgia can. That's a more unleveled playing field than this rule. 
you know, is is addressing. So I get it. I am a, a Harbaugh apologist on this front. I think it's a stupid rule, and the violation of a stupid rule wouldn't cross him off my list of potential candidates for an NFL job. So I don't. I believe I I, I agree with Albert a hundred percent. An NFL team is not not going. Maybe there's one team in the NFL that wouldn't do it, and it may be ours. But every other team in the National <laughs> Football League that needs yeah. a coach that well, has I mean, a record like this would completely dismiss what has transpired at Michigan, in my humble opinion. I'm looking to, like, I just Googled, like, because I remember hearing about, like, that George Hallis used to cheat all the time, like, at Wrigley Field. He used to videotape the, the walkthroughs of opposing teams. George Hallis used to cut holes in other teams' towels and put itching powder on the bars of soap. Yeah. Like, come on. I'm trying to read this. He also had a dog trained to run out on the field at Wrigley Field in case he was out out of timeouts and he needed another timeout. If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. And this is from the confessions uh, from the complete history of the Chicago Bears. So, again, if George wants, uh, like, if he is embarrassed by all this, all he has to do is go back to his grandpa. And say, hey, he used to be creative too. Really? To like, find an upper hand. It's like, really, we're going to be we're we're going to cross him off our list because of this. It is already the wild, wild west in the NCAA yeah. with yeah. NIL deals. Fine, I'm all for players getting you know compensated, but you have no rules really governing that. Yeah. But he's going to get pinched and kicked out of Michigan for this, and you're not going to hire him. In the NFL because of this, that's really strange to me. 312-332-3776. That's where we find Ross in Oak Park. What's up, Ross? Hey, guys. How you doing? We're good. Uh, just on my way home from work, uh, and I heard you uh, earlier mention uh, Harbaugh uh, and talking about being a Bears type uh, for a head coach. Uh, just thinking back, to what exactly is a Bears type of head coach. I mean, we had Tressman, who is like the complete opposite of the Bears type. Uh, I'm all for Harbaugh. I think that would be great. Uh, But I was just saying, we've tried all different types, and nothing has seemed to work. I just wanted to hear uh, your guys' take on that. Love your show. Thank you, Ross. Um, yeah, I don't like. I don't have a type. I have a, my type is is somebody that can winning. come in and establish a standard and can win games and can participate in this league in 2023 and beyond, and not bring in some archaic plan or not be able to to get guys to all pull on the same end of the rope. And you got a history of it, like PB's Texas to say, hey, listen, you know. Harbaugh was questioned at Michigan. They almost fired him. Like, you know, he took a pay cut. PB's right about that. But I'm looking at his entire body of work. And And he was still better than their previous head coach. Yeah. And there's, I don't think there's any doubt about that. Am I telling you that he's Bill Belichick in his prime? No. But I am telling you that he is a guy that has won and made his program better wherever he's been. And his only stay in the National Football League, a league in which he played for almost 20 years as well, he was a three-time participant in the conference championship game, and he was only there for four years. And I think he decided to get out of that 
he ha- I believe he had a, a, a disagreement with Trent Baalke. Yes, and, yes. And so where did he go? He went to his alma mater. Right. And, and Baalke proved to be a bad general manager. Remember, he got – did he get rehired in Jacksonville, and didn't he really – wasn't he the one who who hired Urban Meyer in – in Jacksonville, th- then got fired. Yes, that's correct. Yeah, I, I think is he still there? I don't think so. No. I thought they, I thought they blew up the entire operation. Double check that though. Yeah, I don't know where he's at now. Du- double he che- is the general oh, manager. He's still of the there. Ja- yeah, so the Jags. He's still so I think with they, the Jags, huh? Yeah. So they got rid of the Urban Meyer situation. And they kept him, huh? That's what it says here. I'm not. You know, I'm not. I don't follow Trent Baalke closely. Uh, Jeff C. says the Bears should just do a George Costanza and do everything opposite of what they usually do. Hire Harbaugh. <laughs> uh, TD in Indiana, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, TD? Hey, uh, just saying the same thing everybody else is saying right now. I don't care what the hell is talking up the NCAA with Harbaugh because I don't think he's a cheater to begin with, all right? And my point is, you know what? The Bears would be a hell of a lot better off if he was hired. I don't care what the guy going out for the next 10, 10 games, but he's a winner. And he played for the Bears before. Just a reminder, so, Sylvia and I will have the uh, Matt Eberflus show on yes, Monday, Monday at 210. 2-10. Yes. So you want to join in for that. TD, you know who TD sounds like? He sounds like Coach Ditka. You got it. Did anyone ever tell you you sound like Coach Ditka? Hey, I ran the Bears. I mean, my pop Warner out here in Griffiths. You, like you sound like a ball coach. No, I'll tell you right now, my, my guys, that were, all the teams we had, we took two teams in Pop Warner and made it to five. We had two teams going and playing in Arrowhead Stadium. Follow what I'm saying? They played beat Bolingbroke, and they lost to Elgin one year. You had a dynasty so out there. You had a dynasty. Well, you know what? All them kids that went through Pop Warner, they got a 4A championship out here in Griffith, Indiana. There you go. Yeah. So that's what I'm looking at. Yeah. I mean, I look at what building a team and keep going on from there. I like it, I don't TD. care if I sound like, sound like Dick because I remember Dick is saying, I'm 67 years old. Dick has said that old man house used to throw uh, nickels around like their manhole covers. That is correct. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he also used to say, hey, buddy, this is your IQ, zero or something like yeah, that. Yeah, well, you said. know what? Buck just lived about two miles south of where I lived in Lansing when I grew up. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, I seen him. He's out snowmobiling one time. We were, I had a snowmobile when I was a kid. But I mean, I, all this has been around me for years. The whole big Bears organization, all this stuff. It sounds. These like- people that sit here and want to get a winner, well, they need to change what the McCaskies are doing right now. Yeah, TD, you could be my football coach any day. There you go, TD. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. See ya. By the way, Michigan is now the favorite to win the NCAA championship. Really? They're, they're, they're betting favorite just ahead of Georgia. Wow. Even with all this stuff I mean, going what on. is – Tyler, you're our local uh, – or our resident college football expert. I, I mean, is there a chance that they won't allow Michigan to participate in if, it, if they get there? I mean, what well, is they, the potential for them being There's a chance that – they could get a ban from the Big Ten Championship. Over this? Over this, yes. Because a lot of the schools within the, the conference are pissed. Yeah, who? Iowa and Michigan State? Well, no, like Ohio <laughs> State and Penn State are pissed. Penn State. James Franklin. You convert a third down, Penn State, okay? Like, you know what? Convert a third down. What do we, don't we have Dion? Did, did I ever send you Dion? 
Uh, Mallard, did I forget to send you Dion? You know what? Let me grab it real yeah, quick. Yeah, I want to play you Dion. Dion weighed in on this. The voice uh, of reason yes, in college and, football. And Dion is a head football coach in, in college now. Paul's in Elmwood Park. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Paulie? Hey, so I just want to real quickly say, um, before I make my point, that the Jim Harbaugh thing, you can look at that in a completely different light, too. You could say that Alex Smith just turned a corner and Harbaugh wound up getting rid of him. You could also say that they made those um, NFC Championship games due to their really good defense that was ran by Vic Fangio. And they had Patrick Willis there, and as soon as Patrick Willis left, kind of Harbaugh jump ship too. So there's there's multiple ways to look at that, but I don't think Harbaugh's necessarily a for sure thing, but the reason I called is He because- also hired a good staff though. He was the hired one who hired Greg Roman and Vic Fangio. I'm just saying it's not perfect. You could look at it in multiple ways. It just depends on how you want to look at it. But the reason I'm calling is because this this coaching staff here isn't fired yet. So listen, they still have a chance to sit here and save their jobs. Now I've been very critical of them as they deserve to be criticized, but They've also done some good things, and I will give praise when praise is earned, and just like I will give criticism when the criticism is earned. And the one thing that you said is, uh, you know, how can things be done differently here? And I think we do have a good example of that with the Tyson Bajan move. Listen, when the Seahawks paid Matt Flynn $40 million, and then they drafted Russell Wilson in the third round, they got into practice, and they said, no, 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 this kid can play. We'll eat the money. And although it wasn't as drastic of a move, like we were not starting Bajans as QB1, I still like the fact that we were able to just not sit there and be tied to the money that we just paid P.J. Walker and that they actually cut him and made what seems like a good football move. So, you know, listen, I, I called a, like two months ago, and I said this team underperformed last year. They may underperform this year. And I know, you, you Waddle, you said that if that's the case, then some people's jobs are going to be on the line. And, and that's true, but... I think that we may just need to be a little bit more patient and give these guys a little bit more time. And if, if towards the end of the year they can show that they are, they're taking steps forward, I think we may have to give them another year to actually see if they can put this uh, Paul, thing together. Paul, but this is what we've been saying. Are you drafting another quarterback or are you staying with Fields? So I feel you draft another quarterback well, then, every year. I think the question is how high. Then you're getting rid the of the staff. How how high do you draft a quarterback? If you draft a quarterback, you can't do that so, to the rookie quarterback. Teach so, them this system and then get rid of them after year one. You're pulling the guys, rug out from them again. Guys, you pick up the fifth-year option on field, and you've got two years. If you want to draft another quarterback, then at least you might finally have the situation where you can allow him time to sit and develop. Yeah, I find that or highly, highly unlikely that if, in fact – you are going to draft a quarterback, A, that you'd keep the existing staff in place. That That is highly unlikely. They keep fields. And if, in fact, if you bring in a new coach and you are drafting a quarterback, I find it highly unlikely that they would keep Justin as well. Because you're talking about drafting a quarterback in the first round. Correct. Under that. See, and, and I think I, I don't think you do that. I think you use your first round picks to still beef up this talent on this team. Well, that's but fine. Somewhere that's, in the that's, second that's or third round, you still than, kind of look at a quarterback. That, that's different than if, in fact, they are going to change staff and draft a quarterback high. Like yeah, you're, I just you're, think you, you need to play out the rest of the year. You still do. Which is fine. You're just you're just presenting a different opinion, which is totally cool. I'm just telling you, if in fact they go the route of changing the staff and drafting a quarterback high, 
they're not going to saddle a new coach with a quarterback that wasn't of his right. picking. You know, we've what? done that before. Right. A lot of people like to say, "Build up the rest of the team, take care of the quarterback later." You can do it both. You, 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 I I agree with that. But do you know what? Like a lot of teams have tried to do that, and they always cite the Lions, and they always think that they have it figured out. You know who tried to do that? Atlanta. Does it look good for Atlanta? You know, I else, know. You know who else has tried to do that? Tennessee. You know who else has tried to do that? Um, uh, Washington. How, how, how does he look, Sam Howell? Where, where did they draft Sam Howell? Uh, like you third can't, round, I think. You can't third, do it round. halfway. Like You either have to go for it and, and really draft that guy. If you've got, them early, if you've got that early pick, you either do it or you don't do it. Yeah. Like you can nibble and and then like you can think you're doing it and build up that defensive line like Washington and oh we built up this defensive line and now we're gonna go and, and draft Sam Howell and we're gonna do it this way. How do how do they look? How does Desmond Ritter look in Atlanta? I don't and they know. built up that defense in the offseason and they've got the running back and they've got Drake London and they've got a great tight end. How does it look? The difference, too, is is that this is a Bears team that is likely to have the first or second pick. That, that's my point. That's my point. Like, everyone's like, just draft the offensive line with that pick. Just draft the defensive lineman with the other pick. And then get the quarterback later. I'm telling you, you, you can't do it halfway. When you get that pick and you have greatness there, or something that you scout as greatness, you... Everyone thinks it's so easy because one team may have done it that way. The Lions, and they haven't won a playoff game yet. They haven't even made the playoffs yet doing it that way. Let's, so let's woe the thing about uh, finding the quarterback and building the team this way. Then we'll, we'll, we'll worry about the quarterback position like we're finding a, a piece of recycled trash in the street later. Like it, it, you know how hard it is to find the right one. It's it's really really hard. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. We'll take uh, more of your phone calls coming up. And Waddle's World is next. This is Waddle's World. And in Chicago, Tom Waddle. He can't run. He's not fast, but he gets open. Bears legend. Amazing. Nine career TDs in the NFL. He caught everything that was thrown and took every hit that they could give him. Tom Waddle. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? It's time to find out what's on Tom's mind. Is that why you are here? As we go inside Waddle's World. Come inside Waddle's World. Brought to you by Wintrust Community Banks. They are Chicago's banks. Find your nearest Wintrust Community Bank. Visit Wintrust.com slash find us member FDIC. Getting some resistance to the Jim Harbaugh conversation from our little text chain. PB, not a fan. Carmen Falco's responding with he's one in six and hasn't won in bowl games. And he's they not, play he's 80% not of their games against teams that aren't very good. Read, 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 their, read what they wrote because I, I just did some math. Now, again, PB is from Michigan. He went to Michigan State. So he knows more about Michigan than I do. I, I'm not a huge college football guy. And he's, come, and he's coming off of a Saturday where Michigan went to East Lansing and put 48 on them and held them scoreless. Right, and he may have some bias. I'll, yeah. I'll, but again, I'll give you Take the, that, PB. I'll give you some records, okay? So uh, I, I just did the math in the break. 
So read what they wrote. Read what PB wrote. I was uh, going to text him back in the break, but you brought it up here. Suggesting that Harbaugh was not successful by Michigan standards prior to 2021. He was almost fired, which is true. Took a pay cut in 2020. He's had success since 2021. When the cheating started, coincidence? Maybe, maybe not. I'm just reading that as if Pat was saying it. And then Carm chimed in on Team Boyle and said that one in six in bowl games, they play 80% of their games against teams without a pulse, which is a very funny line. But does anybody really care about production or performance in bowl games unless you're in the in the the No, it doesn't matter. So I think your playoff or your or your bowl game record, unless you're in the college football playoff, probably is not something that. I will say the last year was a bad one for them. Yeah, they they lost to TCU, beat them up. Yeah, they lost to TCU. They should have beaten TCU. Yeah. What's uh, Mel Tucker's record in the college football playoffs? It's good. Just wondering. Wow. Just for the record, PB, that was Jeff Meller from the cheap seats over there. Listen, I love PB. That's where he resides. He does. He's got Meller you know has what? a season ticket to the cheap seats. Yeah, there you go. How much does a PSL in the cheap seats cost you? The reason I'm in the cheap seats is because I don't want to pay for the PSL. Oh, okay. That's fair. Because that's how you actually circumvent the PSL. You want the records? You want the records? Remember I gave you the records of what the 49ers were before he got there? Like, by Michigan standards is what PB said. Let me PB take a said. guess, too, who was the previous coach. He's the guy that then wins. But when, when he got there, like the guy, the last guy that was yeah. there before him, wasn't it the guy that, that went to Arizona? Uh, yes. Uh-huh. What was his name? Brady Hoke. Brady Hoke, yeah. And then before him was Rich Rod. Oh, yeah. Rich Rodriguez. Rich Rod. So I tried to do like about equal amount of games, okay? So what Harbaugh's been there now since... It's been eight or nine years, right? Since 2015, okay? So I went back then about the same amount of time, and I went back all the way since 2007 to uh, calculate about the same amount of time since Lloyd Carr's last year of 94. Lloyd Carr. Lloyd Carr. So leading up in those same amount of years to Jim Harbaugh taking over, Lloyd Carr... Rich Rodriguez, Brady Hope, Michigan Standards. The Wolverines were 55 and 46. Okay? Since Jim Harbaugh took over, they're 82 and 25. Take that, PB! So, like, what are Michigan... Biscuit in the basket! What are Michigan Standards? Like, Michigan Standards weren't... What they were doing the decade before Jim Harbaugh got there. Yeah, you're going back to the like you want Bo Shemba, you want yeah. Bo Schembechler. Like again, like they weren't Michigan from what you remembered Michigan being. I could go back to to 1997 when they were 12 and 0 under Lloyd Carr and they won the Rose Bowl. But there's littered with 10 and 3 and 10 and 2 and 9 and 3 and 8 and 4 seasons in the early 2000s. But then, if you remember, like in 2009, they were five and seven. They were seven and six in 2010. They had 11 and two year in 2011, but then they were eight and five, seven and six, five and seven. You know, and then once Harbaugh got there after the five and seven year, 10 and three, 10 and three, eight and five, 10 and three, nine and four, two and four in the COVID year, 12 and two, 13 and one, eight and oh. So we can, we can, quote, Michigan standards, but the fact is, 
The Michigan standard was 55 and 46 before Harbaugh, and after Harbaugh, they're 82 and 25. So I see a guy who built a bad program back up. Now, is it is is it littered with national championships? I see Nick Saban with all the national championships. Yeah. You know, Kirby I, Smart's got a couple. Yeah, yeah, Kirby Smart, Clemson won a few. Like, I, I don't see, I don't see a lot of national championships all over the college landscape since Harbaugh took over. They're hard to win. It's good, big blue math you just did right there. Big blue math. Big blue. I, look, I, I just plus he can wear the hell out of some khakis and some black rim glasses. He can wear the hell out of people too. Now, I, yeah. I get it's, maybe it's, we need it's, some it's of that. Fair. And we need some of that. Yes, it, that building can can should be worn out. Oh, shucks. We just need to play a little harder. I don't think you're going to hear Jim say that. That's good big blue math right there. Uh, by the way, did you know that nearly one in four adults are are lonely? No, you didn't know that? Nearly one, one in four, four adults. adults they feel lonely in a new survey. New survey. If you feel lonely, you're actually in good company because nearly one in four adults across the world have reported feeling very or fairly lonely, according to a Gallup poll. I think that's probably right. That's probably low, in my opinion. 25% of the adults in the world are feeling lonely. Everybody needs a hug. By the way, it looks like Dusty Baker may, in fact, retire. He says he doesn't want to draw any attention to himself, don't want to take the spotlight away from anybody right now. Um, he's 74 years old and actually acknowledged that he hasn't spent the time, the kind of time with his grandchildren that they deserve. Um, I know Danny Zetterman is not a Dusty Baker fan, but if Dusty does call it quits in the next couple of weeks, how would you determine Dusty as a major league baseball manager? What would be your conclusion? Good, not great. No, he's Hall of Fame now. Yeah. He's 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 made it how to the many, Hall of Fame. How many ALCSs did that Houston Astros team go to under his direction? Well, he hasn't. He, he didn't manage them for a while. Remember, he took over after the cheating scan after the cheating scandal and AJ That's Hinch true. left. That's right. But but you know he did his regular season record and and the win totals that he did compile. I think he's one of the greatest in baseball history. Do you think Danny's a little harsh on his how he feels about Dusty? Well, I mean, again, like if you take what he did in Chicago, I understand it. Like that's where I argue with Cap about it. Okay, do you want to know where the Bears? What's that? Oh yeah, you want to need to step outside? Yeah, I, I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll talk to him later. By the way, uh, the newest um, Week Eight power rankings on ESPN are out. Do you have any prediction as, have you seen them? For the NFL? NFL? Yeah. Where the Bears are. Have you seen this, Tyler and Meller? Twenty six. No, you have not. Actually, no, I, did. I saw you said ESPN. I did see. Yes, you yes. did. I did not. You're an honest guy. Meller, where do you think that they find themselves? Last week, I will tell you, don't be looking in here, they were 29. 20, 26. So you say 26. Neller? Yeah, that that right in that range, a win over a, a weak Raiders team. I'm going to go 27. They come in at number 30, what? down a spot from number 29. What? After winning? Yes. And would it be a surprising thing for so you wait. to realize that the Raiders are 25th 
after they just beat the Raiders. I mean, well, the Raiders are yeah. three and four. Aren't they three and four? Yeah, the Raiders. They, they are. They didn't look like a twenty. You know, a team that should be ranked ahead of most people. Oh, they did have their backup quarterback going. They Brian did. Hoyer. They did. But we have a defense that is allowing 260 yards and 15 points a game the last three weeks, mister. So, yes, they come in 30th just above the Arizona Cardinals and the Carolina Panthers. The Denver Broncos are ranked higher than us. They beat us. Tennessee Titans, the Patriots, the Giants, the Raiders. Even the Packers. And I know the Bears, the Packers beat the Bears, but that was in week one. This is a week, this is week eight. Things change. The 30th. Where would you put the Bears, Wads? Listen, I would put the Packers behind the Bears, wouldn't you? Packers didn't score points against the Broncos last week coming off the bye. They looked awful, but they did put it on the Bears in that open. I know, but... Well, I mean, like, look, things change. Hmm, Other teams I don't know if you could put them behind the Bears. But to Wada's point, they've gotten worse. Oh, yeah, they're not good. They've been uh, hideous. Yeah, I know. Their quarterback stinks. They've lost three in a row. They lost to the Lions thirty to twenty-four or thirty to twenty. They lost to the Raiders seventeen to thirteen. They lost to the Broncos nineteen to seventeen. I, I was, okay. Just thought that that was a little bit strange that they ranked where they did. Um, Bob Melvin is going to become the manager of the Giants uh, after leaving the Padres. How many? Man- take long. How many? How many teams has he managed now? He was in Oakland. Uh, was he Arizona's manager? I thought he ever? was. Yes. Miller wanted. Bob. Weren't you Bob Melvin? San Diego. Guy? Yeah. You no. Want he's, he's been good. He was. You know. What happened in San Diego? I, though? That was your team. I don't know what happened with the Padres this year. Well, you better have some questions if you're hiring Bob Melvin. Like they didn't have like a 250 million dollar payroll this year. They did indeed. They were your team. When I kept telling you, yes, "How's your team yes. doing?" And I was, met, I was, you know, basically referencing, referencing the, White the White Sox. And I you kept would tell me I don't the know. Padres, man, yeah. No, they I had the Padres a were a bigger year. disappointment than the White Sox. Uh, oh, come on, stop! With the amount of resources that were invested know, in that squad, they finished above five hundred at least. They had one of the best run differentials in the NL too. Did they make the postseason? They did not. Okay. I'd say well, you Mets, guys lower the, the bar for certain things. Disappointment. What, who was the Mets? Okay, but the Mets. The White Sox lost we over a hundred games this year, man. And, and the the Padres. The White White Sox lost over a hundred games I this year. Totally wow. get it. But which team was expected to do more? And oh, I mean, all right, never mind. Do you have the Deion Sanders tape? We do because this is Deion asking that he was asked uh, about the Michigan football situation. And everyone's trying to get an edge. I mean, everyone's trying to. Get whatever edge they can. Um, you could have someone's whole game plan. They could mail it to you. You still got to stop it. You still got to stop it. So in football, it's not as pronounced as baseball. If I know a curveball is coming, I'm, I'm, I got you. You know, with, with football, I don't give a darn. If you know a sweep is coming, you still got to stop it. Physically, you, it's a physical game. You got to stop it. So that that's a little tough. I don't buy into a lot of that stuff that someone's stealing this, stealing that. I don't. I don't buy into a lot of that stuff. You still got to play the game. Back in our glory days with San Francisco as well as the Cowboys, you know darn well Emmitt Smith is getting the ball. You know darn well Mike Irvin is running the comeback. You know darn well Jay Novacek is going to do what he's going to do, and you couldn't stop it. 
Leave it to Dion to constantly provide common sense. Dion usually goes oppo, too. Isn't he usually a guy, when you think everyone's going one way out and they're outraged, Dion will be like, oh, no, I'm not, I'm not outraged by this. I think this situation, again, going back to I think the rule is so stupid that I'm not surprised that he responded like this. And by the way, as he referenced ba- he references yes. baseball, I- remember Dion was also an accomplished yeah, baseball player. Major too. League Baseball player. I right. thought that was interesting putting it in that context, one versus he knows the other. Both. Yeah, and he knows where it matters more. He said, I know a curveball's coming, I gotcha. But in football, it's still a physical aspect to it. I thought that was interesting. I don't think that the stigma attached to this transgression will keep Jim Harbaugh from being hired as an NFL head coach. This does not, to me, does does not determine anything with regard to NFL teams being interested. Don't know if teams will be or won't be. Um, I don't think it it stops from an NFL head coach. Will it be enough for Michigan to want to part ways with him? That's a that's a good question. Or, or will he want to just part ways with college? And he's like, look, with the NIL, with everything I've been through, with the pay cuts from a couple of years ago, I'm out. and now with the NCAA on this witch hunt, I'm, I'm done with this. You would think some team's going to give him an opportunity in the National Football League. Maybe it's Washington. It was always trending towards him not coming back to college anyway. And now this just is the cherry on top, it feels like. It's going to be an interesting run from here to the end of the college football season. I hope, for selfish reasons, that they don't do anything that keeps this team from being able to participate. Maybe it's or the they Chargers. get him out of there. The Chargers are going to have an opening. Washington's going to have an opening. I, I Yeah, I think that... I mean, there's always six to eight, aren't there? There's always six to eight jobs. Yes. I think it's going to be quite compelling to watch this unfold as the season comes to an end, which is still a ways off. All right, when we come back, I do have some nonsensical stories, including a heartwarming story about a very old dog. That's next. Ah, commuting in Chicago. Ah. If you're stuck, stick with Waddle and Sylvie. Weekdays 2 to 6. All right, uh, trivia time. Bobby, the world's oldest dog and a Guinness World Record holder, has passed away. Do you know how old Bobby was just months after his fill-in-the-blank birthday? You were, um, you teased me with this earlier. Dog deaths, yeah. So, so Such like, a good tease, isn't like, it? Like a lot of, a lot of dogs can, I, I've heard of living to 20. But this is this is the world's oldest world's dog. World's oldest dog. Guinness world record holder. By the way, Miller and I are both the uh, parents of 14-year-old dogs. Elderly dogs. Six, yeah. No, yeah. mine's 16. She's yeah. got her license 16? now. Yeah. I Last heard, week. Uh, wow, 16? So yeah. Are you having a sweet 16? We already did, yeah. Yeah, we, we got her her license, actually. She's driving the kids around now. <laughs> Very good. She's got cataracts and can't reach the pedals, but <laughs> and she's two, good. And two blown out ACLs. Yeah, but she, she's a hell of, an, of a Monopoly player, though, I bet. <laughs> ah, very good. Now, didn't you tell me a cat lived till they were 30? I would think I cats live that. longer than dogs. I'm going to say 23 years old. 23 years old. 
Mellor, do you know I, the story? I know, I know the, the Tyler, do you know? Dog. He, well, he printed it I out. found the story, yeah. Bobby's the world's oldest dog and Guinness World Record holder. Sweet boy earned his wings last night, just months after his 31st birthday. 31! Wow! 31st. The long-lived canine's death was confirmed on Facebook, your uh, social media, uh, whatever of choice. Yes. No, and that's not my number one, but I still use it. Uh, so, yes, 31 years and 165 days old. The average lo- dog's lifespan is between 10 and 13 years. So, uh, Bobby lived a sweet life. That is 31 incredible. years of age. Can you imagine? What if Lola lives till she's 31? God bless her. And she's only halfway she there. I, I, yeah, I, I hope she does. She still took her to the vet today. Had a little blood work done. Um, bananas could go extinct due to a fungus outbreak, scientists are saying. No, I, oh, I have yeah. a banana a day. Yeah. I need bananas. Uh, well, they could go extinct due to a fungus. So uh, there's a fungus among us. The fate of the fruit that changed the world. The so banana. are they going to raise the prices now, banana? I think Maybe this that's is just, what it is. I think, this is a, I think this is a scam just to raise prices. prices. How much are bananas? I don't even know. I don't know that do they, either. Do they sell them to you by the pound or I by the I, individual? I think they weigh them. I think yeah, they, if you go to the grocery store, it's going to be by the pound. I wouldn't how even much know how million? much a banana is. I bet I mean, you like a dollar per banana. Well, that's if you're buying them, you know. From Starbucks? Yeah, but... In the Otherwise, grocery store? Yeah, $9.99 maybe per, per pound. pound. Yeah. Today's a big day for Guinness Book of World Records stuff. Like, I find the Guinness... There was a time when I was a young lad that I loved the Guinness Book of World Records. Me too. Like, I used to read it. I used to take it out time. of the library. And then there wasn't there a show that, that was on weekly as people would try to break... I couldn't give a rat's ass now about a Guinness oh, World really? Record. Do you remember Ripley's Believe It or Not? Oh, yeah. I love that show. That's incredible. Yes. That was back when we were an inquisitive crew. Sure. But no, not anymore. Well, there were only like five television stations, too. Not just that, but nobody had access to any information. Nobody could Google anything. So I had to watch John Davidson show yes, me what yes. uh, that's incredible. Uh, Wisconsin Brothers cook up the world's largest grilled cheese sandwich. Oh. 10.9 feet long and 6.25 feet wide. Jump in that thing. Excuse me? Jump in that grilled cheese. You jump in the middle and eat your way to the yeah, edge. like a pool. A pool of grilled cheese. I mean, like, more than 300 pounds Cannibal! of dough. 60 pounds of cheese to create the two Ooh. and three quarter inch thick sandwich. Oh, yeah. Grilled cheese. Uh, uh, you know, I was going to say who cares, but they did this. These these were two brothers who did this. The record attempt uh, raised money for a local food bank. So now I See, do. I feel yeah. bad. So was, this was good. Did you good did you used to like grilled cheese when you were a kid? I still like grilled you, cheese. Yeah. Yeah, I like grilled cheese now. You like it a little toasty? Whatever. Yeah. However you want to make it. You want to throw a little ham in there? I'll take one of those oh, as well. Yeah. What do you want to put in it? I'll take it. You want to put some hot peppers in there? Take it. No, no. I'll put whatever you want in there. A uh, Minnesota woman balances 30 swords swords on her body in one minute. Is this Brittany? No, I was just going to say. Have you? Did you get a chance to see the sword dance or the knife dance that she does? <laughs> I see, yeah, I've seen yeah. it before. Uh, no, this is again. A Minnesota woman broke a Guinness World Record by balancing 30 swords on her body in one minute. Who cares? 
Well, you're, you do. You're reading the story. I know, but I don't care. I'm just reading. There's a lot of things I'm going to talk about today I don't care about. Wait till we get to the Bears quarterback controversy. Here's another who cares story. Yeah. You know, wait till we start talking Bears quarterback conversation. <laughs> you put that at the top of the who cares list really? at this moment. Right. I'm tired uh, of it. What do you mean you're tired of I, it? I'm tired of people fighting about it. We finally got a win for the first time in forever, and everyone's at each other's throats. Why? Aren't you a Bears fan? Get out of your corners. Come together right now. Come together. Runaway tortoise found five miles from home. Three and a half years later. Yeah, run, runaway tortoise. It's true. Sheriff's deputies in Florida captured a loose African sulcata tortoise. And the reptile was later found to have escaped its home three and a half years earlier. They call it a waddle. Five miles away. Took the thing three and a half years to go five miles. That story, I'm, I'm because it's not a world record story. Look, some days you get a lot of penis and poop stories and some planet stories. Other days you, you get, get world record stories. You get world record and tortoise stories. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not making the news. I'm just reading you and bringing you the news. That's it. That's all. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Hey, uh, the uh, Deontay Foreman got some big time pub today nationally. I want to play you this. This may be one of the funnier things you hear all day. Uh, And uh, Barstool Big Cat, we have an announcement about Barstool Big Cat. It's coming up next.